Right, that's great. Well, do you remember the problem? There were two problems, really, weren't there? The first problem was that it hadn't rained for seven years. Drought everywhere, no food. And why? Well, because of the second problem. Because the people kept changing their minds, kept turning away from the Lord and following Baal instead. And so there was this great contest, wasn't there? What did Elijah say? He said, let's get two cows and we'll put them on different altars. And he said, the real God is the one who sends down fire to burn up the sacrifice. And he said, well, you can go first. Very kind, wasn't it? You can imagine them. 450 of them trying to work out which cow looked the most flammable. I don't know how you do that, but they must have had a bit of a discussion. They chose one, didn't they? And they got it, they put it on their altar. Do you want to see this? Sorry, I realise you're around the corner. There's their cow. So they put it up. And they, start, they started, all oh, right, we'd better ask Baal to do it then. And so they started, they started shouting out, Baal, Baal, no one's higher. Prove it now by sending fire. <laughs> Nothing happened. They thought, oh, we'd better do it a bit more. So they started, they started moving around as well. 450, hundreds of them there were. And they kept on at it for hours. They started early in the morning, but hours later they were still doing it. Baal, Baal, come on now. Come and burn this big fat cow. (laughs) Nothing happened. Nothing. And Elijah, he's over, he's having a sit down. And after about lunchtime, he he starts to make fun of them. He says, come on, what do you think you're doing? You can have a look, verse 27, if you want to see. Surely Baal must be a god. Uh, Maybe he's busy. Perhaps he's doing his homework. Perhaps he's having lunch. Perhaps he's on the toilet. Perhaps he's asleep. I, I know what you should do. Shout louder. And instead of seeing how silly they were being, that's exactly what they, they thought. They started doing a sort of crazy dance, hitting themselves on the head. It was just like that. It was a sort of, that sort of a dance. And they thought, we'd better shout even louder. Baal, Baal, don't be late. Come on, Baal, we're feeling faint. But again, nothing. Nothing happened. Do you want to see? Verse uh, 29, I think it is. Just at the end of verse 29. There was no response, no one answered, no one paid attention. Well, now it was Elijah's turn. It hardly seems fair, doesn't it? There were 450 of them. Elijah's on his own over here. And what's more, before he even has a go, he says, oh, if you like, get some jugs of water. And so they got loads of jugs of water. He said, pour it over my cow. So they poured it over. And he said, you can do it again if you like. So they said, well, okay, poured it over again. They said, you can do it again if you like. So they got another load of jugs, poured it over. We ended up with one soggy cow on this side. And then Elijah, it's Elijah's turn. Now, does he start dancing around, doing a mad dance, ranting and raving, shouting out loud? Oh, no, not a bit of it. You can see what he did. It's really the key verse in the whole passage. Verse 37, we see Elijah's prayer. Answer me, O Lord, answer me. So these people will know that you, O Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again. That's what he said. And no sooner has he said it than suddenly God sent fire down and it burnt up all the water, it burnt up the cow, it even scorched all of the rocks and it burnt the ground all around it. And all the people who were there, all those people who had been thinking, oh, shall I follow Baal or the Lord? I don't know which is right. 
got people over here saying, I should follow Baal. There's only Elijah over there. Suddenly they saw it. And they fell down and said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And that's not quite where the story ends, is it? Because there were now two groups of people. There's Elijah and the people who were saying, the Lord, he is God. And there's those 450 prophets of Baal who were saying, no, 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 Baal is God. He was just having an off day. And now at the end, God judged those prophets. You see it there in verse 40. They were taken away and put to death. Judged because they got it wrong about God. It's serious when you turn away from God and follow other things. What about for the people who who were saying, no, the Lord is God? Well, they enjoyed God's blessing. And remember what the big problem was? The big problem was the drought, wasn't it? It hadn't rained for so long. And that's why at the end of our passage, we hear that a great thunderstorm started brewing over the, the lake and started coming. God had sent rain again. Those crops, those flowers, they were all going to grow again. People were going to enjoy living under God's blessing now that they'd come back to him. What are we to learn from this? What's the lesson for us? The big thing is the lesson back from that verse I read earlier on. Don't waver. Don't don't spend half your time over on this side thinking, oh no, I better rely on myself. It's money that makes me secure. It's my relationships that make me happy. It's my success that gives me purpose. Don't be over here. The Lord is God, so follow him. Don't waver. And and how do we know that? Well, because the Lord is the real God, because it's the Lord who can answer us. Do you remember the bars? They were silent. No one listened, no one paid attention, no one did anything. Verse 29. But the Lord, no sooner as Elijah finished his prayer than the fire came down. More than that, though, it's not just that the Lord is there, that he's the real God. It's that what does he love to do? Verse 37. You, O Lord, are God, and you are turning their hearts back again. He's the sort of God who loves to bring his people back to know him. When people have turned away, he turns them back so that they will follow him. That's what the Lord is like. That's why we should trust him. That's why we should follow him and not those other things. And also, of course, because it's serious. Judgment and blessing are the two options. Judgment for those who turn away from the Lord. Blessing for those who follow him. Now, of course, for us, uh, we don't have to set up two cows in church every week to try and work out uh, who the real Lord is. No, for us, we can look back to the ultimate way in which God has proved himself, and that's in the Lord Jesus. How do we know that the Lord is the real God? Because he walked among us. We've seen him. How do we know that the Lord can answer us, that he cares? Because he sent his son to die for us. That's how we know he cares for us. How do we know that the Lord wants to turn our hearts back to him? Well, because Jesus comes to die on the cross. He comes to to take on to himself all of that judgment for us turning away from God. That's what Jesus comes to deal with. That's how we can be turned back to, to the Lord. 
That's how we can come back and be friends with him. It's all because of what Jesus does. It's Jesus where we see judgment and blessing. See, don't be a waverer. Don't get caught between the two. Instead, we need to remember Jesus. We need to remember what he's done for us. We need to remember what he proves to us. That the Lord is there, that the Lord is real, that the Lord is loving, that the Lord answers us. And that he wants us to turn back to him. Well, in a moment, we're going to sing of that victory that Jesus won. Christ triumphant, ever reigning. Saviour, Master, King. But before we do, let's pray and thank God for sending Jesus. Heavenly Father, thank you that you care enough to turn us back to you when we have turned away. We know what it cost you, that you sent Jesus to die for us. But thank you that there on the cross he won a great victory, that he is triumphant and now reigns forever as our Saviour, our Master and our King. Please help us to follow you this week. Amen.